This is Come On Kinds with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. Good evening, everybody, and welcome once again into the KCLR studios here for Come On Kind. Joined this evening by myself, Martin Quilty, and as always, being the hot seat here beside me is Mrs. Anya Farrell. Good evening, Mrs. Farrell. Good evening, Martin. How are you? Can Hi. we c- cut out the missus? Oh, why? Sure, you were married at this stage. Yeah, I know, but it makes me sound like I'm ancient. You know, I kind of want to keep pretending I'm 21 going around the place. Okay, well, I'm joined by Anya Farrell then, yeah, if that's the that's case. Yeah, that's perfect. Right. Okay, we'll go back to Fahey eventually. Yeah. Anyway, we had a busy weekend of camogie action. We were in Parnell Park in Dublin and my first guest was in the rag in Tipperary in the Thurlis because the Intermediates was playing Tipperary in Division 2B of the National Camogie League. And our own PRO with Kilkenny Camogie, Aoife Lanigan, was there for us. Good evening, Aoife. How are you this evening? Not too bad, uh, Martin. How are you? Could not be better now at all. Thank you very much. You're also part of the backroom team for the Kilkenny 2B team or with the intermediate team as well. You had a very good win over the weekend against Tipperary. So do you want to give us a rundown of how the match went? Yeah, we had a good, good enough win. Like We wanted to continue on where we started against Galway the week previous. Like we made a few changes, so we were hoping that girls that came in would be good uh, as girls that we had kind of there to come in if they were coming in as subs. Now our green was injured so we thought hopefully the girls that come in instead of her would be be as good as, as, as Laura and build the team. So yeah, it started off with Tipperary getting their first point from a free Ellen Cunin scored a point and then after Grace a few minutes later equalised and Danielle Marty then put us ahead by a, with a free um, fantastic free taker she is and then Ellen Cunin equalised again in her sense. What way is it going to be? Is it going to be a free t- taken um, competition? Hopefully not. That would be more open to free game. Then Danielle Marcy got another free for us. Um, Tipperary by captain players. Stakeland scored a point from play and it was leveled two points each about 15 minutes on and then we kind of took over scoring the next six points without kind of letting Tipperary into it. Um, points from Danielle Marcy free and play and then uh, Claire Dockney scored a fantastic goal and again in around two players and coming from over from the end line and just burying us into the top corner which was Grace then and Afton Grace and Reid Kennedy finished it out leaving the half time score uh, one eight three points yeah, that, that was Grace that we were kind of that head that we got that goal because it, like getting the forward team like we were missing Trey Donnelly she's away for a few weeks so yeah wait to get the girls going and have that score at half time Two games in EFA, two big scores put up 316 against Galway the last day, 310 against Tipperary uh, over the weekend as well. So it has you sitting nicely at the top of the table with six points, with two wins out of two. And we know that the next day is going to be against uh, Wexford in two weeks' time, I think it is on the 18th, which is the Saturday. Um, so, all in all, I mean, it is a relatively new team that uh, Seamus Kelly has assembled there. Um, going well so far, I know he's not going to take any and for granted yet it is only two games into the National League but uh, he seems to be finding uh, a good balance of players and he will be very happy that he has only conceded one goal in those two games and has raked up uh, what is it uh, 26 points um, in the two matches as well so not bad going out of two match or two games No it's not, not bad like we've always kind of said when we were there that we'd like if you could get 
would not not saying like your goals, goals are great to get, but like with the points that get a total of twenty, and then your goals come in. So, yeah, as you said, three sixteen, three ten. That that will pass the twenty points in the first match, then nineteen this week. So yeah, and then not conceding. Unfortunately, it was a kind of a indecision there at defence with the goal kind of got in on us. But yeah, girls are playing fantastic, as you said, new new and different team, and James and the lads are having girls are having a great time there. They're great great atmosphere in there and minutes they get going into training and it's straight down to drills and playing games he seems to be using the league Aoife, as a, a kind of a tool for himself as well to find what may be his best 15 when it comes to the championship later on in the year as well because he's changing positional uh, or he's making positional changes I should say uh, doing personnel changes as well so he seems to be giving everyone a fair crack of the whip during the league game and letting players put up their hand for a start in championship True, yeah, like you say, like we said, like uh, unfortunately Laura was injured, so you're kind of saying who we're going to get into midfield. And then, as uh, we're saying, some girls are not going to be, as I said, Trazers away for a few weeks now. Vivian is going to be, Vivian Holmes is going to be away. So you're kind of saying give them a chance when they're available. And then the girls that are going to come in, put their hands in. And as you said, the, the league will give us, give us a good face to see who we have going into Leinster and the Championship. Well, the next day out is against uh, Wexford. So is the break, is he welcoming the break or is the break a bit of a hindrance? Because I know some players like to be playing week in, week out and some players doesn't like the break and then you have to try and get back into it again. So is he happy with the the break for a bit of recovery or uh, is he a bit disappointed that he hasn't got a game again this weekend? I'd say we're kind of happy that we are getting a break. As I said, Laura Green is getting back into it. Like she has a, an injured um, hand at the moment, so she's kind of has strapped up. So getting her back in, we were told that she'd be kind of back within the next few days, back training anyway. And if Caroline Kennedy came back, came off injured the other day, Jenny O'D kind of a little niggle. So yeah, with, with the break, we are going to get a few of the girls that have a few injuries, get Kate and the girls that have a look at them and get them rear and fit to get back in in two weeks' time against Wexford. Well, I know that the Loretto game is coming up as well shortly. Have you any update on where that game might be? It's supposed to be in Pin Pellegrin uh, in Dublin, Blanchardstown, where the senior final was on. It's on on Saturday at two o'clock. And the opposition? Uh, St. Patrick's of Mahara, the kind of repeat of the senior Ireland. I was just going to say it, yeah, both exact same venue, exact same teams. And uh, with the help of God, we may have the exact same... Uh, outcome out of it and the Loretta might go on and do a double uh, for us over next weekend as well Aoife as always uh, well it's not that you're actually first time with us here on Come On Kind so thank you for taking the time out to be with us and giving us the update on the intermediate game and no doubt sure we might be talking to yourself or Shem uh, after that Wexford game on Monday the 20th of March because that game will be played on the 18th so again thank you kindly uh, have a very pleasant evening and enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you very much, Martin. Talk to you again. No bother. Thank you kindly, Aoife. That was Aoife Lanigan there, the Kakenny Kamogi PRO and a member of the backroom team with Seamus Kelly and the intermediate team that was playing Tipperary in the 2B game uh, at the weekend. Right, madam, uh, we will start with... I suppose Division 1A where we were with the games uh, and we will go back to Galway and Clare they were the first game up and that was uh, on the 4th with a 3.30 throw in we feared for Clare in this game last week to be fair albeit it wasn't as bad a scoreline as I might have thought it was going to be yeah, it certainly wasn't. Um, first things first, do you want to take off the headphones or you're going to blow the ears off yourself? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I suppose, listen, Claire probably 
I, I think, you know, after the victory that they got over Kilkenny, then I suppose they had a defeat that they were probably, you know, extremely disappointed with against Cork. They probably really knew that they needed to put in a mass performance against Galway. Um, and we're kind of saying, like, you, you know, if any of the, you know, so-called top teams are going to be caught, you're kind of looking at them at this stage of the league anyway. So, you know, for for Clare, I'm sure they'll be disappointed. They won 14 to 13 point loss to Galway. But to be fair, I think if you're looking at Galway, they really are, you know, kind of starting to find their form. Like they did a little blip at the very start of the start of the league campaign against Tipperary, and but they've seemed to be getting stronger and stronger throughout the games. Yep, sorry, I was just trying to get uh, the minor manager on the phone there as well. Um, obviously, the Kilkenny and Dublin game is next up, and it was probably a must-win game for either team if they had any aspirations of keeping their Division One A status alive for 2024. And albeit it may not have been a classic game between the two teams, but there were certainly improvements from both sides. It has to be fair, but Kilkenny coming away with a six-point victory eventually. Yeah, you know, it definitely was, and I think you could see that there was that nearly that bit more kind of a bite in Kilkenny I felt on, um, on at the weekend as there was in the previous matches in particularly from the Clare match and I suppose like we don't want to keep kind of going back to that because you know they had an off day they had a bad day in the office you know unfortunately that day all round but I think you know as the games are going going along and as the league is continuing I think their performances are getting better I feel like they're starting to kind of get back into their stride again you know a couple of players you know Laura Murphy getting three points from play like working from the middle of the field uh, Katie Power three points from play Ash McCarty a point as well and sure of course Denise Gall had seven points from seven frees and you know for me I think you know Denise Gall was certainly one of the standard performers for Kilkenny at the weekend I just thought she just excelled in everything she's a real leader there Her just her work rate and you can see why she's needed so badly in around that middle third of the field and why she's drifting back and pushing forward you know like you know she's defending really well but she's also attacking really well as well I thought Ash McCarty really got into the game particularly in the second half I think she had you know an excellent 15-20 minutes there in particular like she's working extremely hard and you know she wants to kind of show off what she can do to the lads because she wants to get her name on a jersey for you know the start of the championship Jenny Clifford maybe a little bit quieter than she has been in the previous two games but nonetheless she worked hard and I think you know that's a big thing and I think you know I would prefer to have you know 15 girls that are going to work extremely hard on the field than to have you know girls that are just there to like pluck off a score or whatever the case would be and I think work rate is extremely important and I think Jenny is definitely working hard well. light forward line at the minute when we you look do. at the two corner forwards so I mean it's not going to be the robust balls going in when you had the likes of Mirror that was in there yeah. you know things are slightly different and I think Brian and the rest of the, the management team is adjusting to this new style as well and getting the best out of all yeah. of the players Yeah I think so and I think it's pro- they're probably going to have to maybe you know change their style of play that they I suppose had last year as well like, you know it was very evident last year that it was like you know pump the ball into Miriam she's got the physicality she be able to work around the players and like because you constantly had all the other forwards moving around last year correct yeah whereas this year yeah you're right like at the, I suppose if you're to kind of look at it we do have quite a light forward line there at the moment but nonetheless like I think their work rate is, is certainly it's it's really has upped and I think you know they're just going to have to adapt to a new way of playing and you know it's no harm changing up their way of playing because you know teams are obviously going to you know figure out how Kilkenny are, or what way Kilkenny are going and I think it's important that they do have a different kind of a structure to the way things are going to be done this year Well it certainly is we caught up with a couple of players after that game from Parnell Park in Dublin the first player that I caught up with was Steffi Fitz from Kilkenny and here's what Steffi had to say to us 
Steffi Fitz, someone said it to me going in that that was a bit messy, but you won't mind too much. You're off the mark. First win in the National League. Give us your overall summary of the game. I was. We kind of made it hard on ourselves there, but uh, we battled it out. And look, we came here to get a win today after the disappointment of losing two weeks in a row. It's not easy coming to try to win a match after getting bet in your first two league matches but we pulled it together and look I know it wasn't pretty out there but we still got the win and that's what we came to do so we'll be happy with that What were conditions like because from where we were high above in the press box up there it looked like there was a bit of a breeze and the pitch didn't seem to be too healthy out there either a lot of fumbling going on with the ball so how difficult were conditions? Uh, I don't think the breeze really affected the game much like the pitch it's not the best but look no pitch at this stage it's only still March like no pitch is going to be uh, where we want it to be and we can't really make excuses that the pitch um, wasn't good enough like obviously our touches need to be worked on and it's evidence across the whole pitch that we need to work on our touch but as I said it's still early March so we've plenty to work on and that's what we'll be focused on I say during the week and we have to realise that because it is early days it only is round three you haven't as much work done maybe as some of the other teams and that's not an excuse either but certainly you can see the improvements week on week out so a lot of work must be done in training during the week Ah, yeah, sure. Everyone, as I said, we were disappointed after the first two games against Clare and Galway. And you can see that training, everyone is driving on to try to bring that intensity and to get things going better than what they were going. And as you said, we are improving week on, week on. So hopefully it will stay going that way and we'll go back to the table now and keep working hard. Look, you're shivering there at the minute. Go in and get a, a nice hot shower for yourself and warm up. And thanks for having a chat with us. Thanks, Martin. Well, that was one side. Let's have a view from the other side. And we chatted to Ashling Marr from Dublin after the game as well. And here's what Ashling had to say to us. Ashling Marr, full forward for Dublin. Disappointing result in the end for you. You really put it up to Kilkenny there, especially towards the latter half of the, the second half. There. Give us your overall sum up of the game. Yeah, look, ultimately uh, disappointing to come out away without the win. But uh, I think from our perspective, we're building on performances every week. Um, first round against Cork, we were uh, disappointed with a lot of things. You know, started to correct some of them last week against Tip, correcting a few more of them today against Kilkenny. So we're starting to close gaps. And from our own perspective, starting to build on that performance. But ultimately disappointing not to get the win. People in Kilkenny certainly know how you play. You terrorise Thomastown even in the club championships as well. A good individual performance for yourself. I know you don't always take the accolades. It's about the team performance but still any day you score nine points it's a good day Ah yeah look any day you lose it's a bad day as well so <laughs> I won't get too caught up on them and um, doesn't really matter who's putting the ball over at the end of the day you know it's about the team performance and getting that little bit closer getting building um, thankfully you're not mentioning how many I missed there as well as how many I scored so you know plenty of improvement to do We don't ever count them <laughs> Well I won't start then if you're not <laughs> Look you've a couple of more matches to go in the National League as well um, nobody likes to be talking about relegation or anything that way we know you've been there before and you were playing Waterford in a relegation final not a nice place to be but still a chance and a couple of more matches to I suppose stay as a Division 1A team for next year Yeah look the way the divisions have been split this year obviously makes Division 1A very competitive I think regardless of who ends up going down it's going to be a strong side that that has to be relegated so um, ultimately Division 1A is where we want to be playing the likes of you know yourselves Kilkenny, Cork, Galway um, they're the games you want prior to Championship they're the matches you want to be playing so our focus will absolutely be on doing everything we can to keep ourselves up and to make sure that we continue to get this preparation going into next year Well look I know it's not easy to talk especially when you lose a game but thanks for having a chat with us <laughs> No problem at all. Thanks for having me. So 
such a bubbly young lady, I have to say. I really enjoyed that interview. I have, uh, and even with all of the Kilkenny and Dublin girls that was up there, there was lots of young fans around. They were getting autographs, they were being brought in, getting jersey signed, etc. And all of the, the young girls themselves were really looked after so well. All of our players are great role models and well done to all of the Kilkenny girls and to Ashling uh, as well as the Dublin players as well for promoting the sport of Camogie. Right, um, the Division 1A table then, uh, which I, my producer has it beside me here, I think, or have you? No, have you got the 1A table there for a minute? It's probably at the back there somewhere, but anyway. Right, so before we go on to this week's games, uh, Cork are sitting nicely on nine points with three from three. Tipperary then and Galway are joint second with uh, six points um, from two games played, one uh, loss each. And Kilkenny and Clare with a win each, uh, three points. And Kilkenny uh, have no scoring difference because their score for and score against is the exact same. Galway with a minus one scoring difference and lots to play for when it comes to this week's games and uh, this week's games uh, we actually have a break this week so there's no games this week Uh, we're moving on then to the 18th and the first game up is Galway and Dublin no venue no time on this one yet obviously it is a week out but we'll probably be chatting about them uh, a bit next week as well or do you want to leave them until next week to preview them leave them until next week to preview them okay we can do that yep no problem at all at all what we'll do then is we'll move on to Division 1B and 1B had lots of games on the weekend as well and the first one that we're going to look at is Waterford and Limerick we predicted that Waterford was going to win this game and they did 324-26 so was it a bit easier than maybe you thought it was going to be? Yeah, definitely. I didn't think that, like, I had a feeling that Waterford would win the match anyway, but I'm shocked that Limerick probably didn't put up um, more of a battle. Um, I didn't think it would be as much of a, of, a, of a score in it. You know, it's a, it's a huge result for Waterford. They'll obviously be very, very pleased with that. That's three wins from three. And, you know, they're going to be looking looking ahead to the next game, which is going to be an absolute ding-donger, in, in my opinion, between those two teams. I would kind of maybe consider the two of them probably definitely within within a reach of the top two teams in that in that division really at the moment but yeah huge result for Washford um, just, they're you know, certainly pushing for promotion definitely absolutely you know being in a senior All-Ireland semi-final last year they don't want to be playing Division 1B they want to be up in 1A that's where they're going to be able to like showcase themselves they have to be playing with the top teams or the so-called top teams well for their development yeah. and to push on push and on to get to that next step but like they need to be playing against they need to be playing against the Corks the Kilkennys the Galways and the more consistent basis and certainly throughout the league they need to if they're looking at new players they need to be able to see what are they going to be able to do when they match up against the stronger teams and you know putting up huge scores huge so maybe scores. the new management team that they have in place there has instilled a, a better confidence that maybe was there before and they're certainly pushing on with the, a lot of the games and being clinical and finishing them out yeah well their point scoring is just crazy like you look at their first day out they scored 22 points 4 goals and 22 points the next day against Wexford they had 19 points and then the last day they had 24 points you know, which is, and let's be fair, it's probably a little bit strange in a Camogie match to see quite a high scoring points range. Yeah. Like, because it's, not, and that's they no are disrespect. shipping a bit, though, to be fair to them as well. 
they you know that they are shipping a few scores like yeah. there's three goals conceded and 22 points so while they have a plus 55 uh, scoring difference at the minute which is way above everyone else and mm-hmm. they are out at the top of the table with three wins from three uh, maybe they might want to shore up the defence just a small little bit and get them goals down because you know yourself when you're coming up again the, the other teams when you have yeah. Galways and Corks etc they're going to be ruthless so mm-hmm. you really have to be very very careful and not concede too many goals which I'm sure they're going to work on over the, the next week, uh, couple of months anyway but still three wins from three very yeah. impressive very very impressive for Washford and I think you know they certainly are going to push to push the limits on in the league this year and I think that if they could maybe you know win the league or get to a league final I think that's going to be a massive stepping stone for them coming into championship they're girls that probably feel like they had a massive opportunity last year to get to an All-Ireland final and they're probably a bit hurt over it still and I think this is where they need to start making amends for it Right that was that game so the next one up then was Wexford and Down and Waterford had a a a big win I mean I call a 12 point victory a big mm-hmm. win over Wexford the week previous so I mean Wexford certainly wants to come back uh, with a, a bounce um, and get a result on the board and they did that against Down and done it emphatically 217 to 9 points now we did say it was a long journey mm. for Down to go down to uh, Navena in Gory um, so we were right and Wexford did win it but I'm a bit surprised by the margin to be honest Yeah same like I like I did think again that Wexford would win it but it, something very similar to the Washford Limerick game I didn't think there'd be that much of a scoreline in it I think Down would be very very disappointed with that I think we've kind of watched Down over the last couple of years and you know they've really kind of progressed and especially now that they're up playing senior level like they want to they want to push themselves on I think they'll be certainly devastated with that result you know 217 217 to 9 point loss for Down that's not going to help their league aspirations at all No the only good thing about it is they have a win under their belt mm-hmm. anyway at the minute um, and there is still two more uh, matches to go in that so I mean they potentially could be safe and stay in Division 1B which is where yeah. they will want to be um, and keep that status going and push and try and get promotion as well up to the, the top but um, yeah uh, an easy kind of a victory there for Wexford in the end Offaly and Antrim now I mean this game had it all there was one team out in front the other team came back and it ended up in a draw at 2-8 apiece at uh, Full time, um, a game that was in St. Rhina's uh, in Banahar. You didn't see this one coming. No, and I certainly didn't. Absolutely not. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm shocked. I really, really am. I thought that this would. I thought that Antrim would win this game comfortably. Um, and I do apologise to everybody in Offaly for writing them off. But I that that's a huge, huge result for Offaly in my opinion. And I think they're going to take an awful lot of confidence. It's definitely probably something that they really needed because I just had this fear about Offaly for the last while. I just felt like, you know, even though like they're they're working extremely hard, like they are coming up against, uh, you know. Competition that they're probably not to that level yet, and you know that result for them, I think, at the weekend is really going to be massive for them. Well, look, one point keeps them off the bottom of the table yeah. at the minute, and there is a huge match to come for Offaly on the twenty fifth of uh, March, including, I would say, a huge game for Limerick as well, because that's basically a relegation six pointer. Whoever wins yeah. that game will stay up, and whoever loses, it looks like that they're going to drop down into the Division Two uh, A in that uh, that game. That game, um, so yeah, there's only one team getting relegated. Uh, the top two teams, obviously, as we know, is going to play in a league final, which brings us then. There is games in Division One B this weekend. Um, I knew there were some games on somewhere, but it's not in Division One A. So the first game is going to be Down versus Limerick. 
Um, and I suppose I was preempting that the the one on the 25th may be a six-pointer, but technically it still could be. Do you see Limerick coming away with a victory in this one or can Down upset the odds and heap a lot of pressure on the Limerick girls? Do you know what? I don't like... I don't know if Down are going overly well at the moment and I think the loss to Wexford at the weekend I think that's going to impact them an awful lot you know they scraped a victory pass to Offaly and you know they had a big loss against Antrim in the first time first time round so it's kind of you know a down are really probably not motoring well at the moment but then in saying that neither really are Limerick and I think Limerick will be very disappointed as well especially with the fact that you know that they conceded 3-24 last week against Waterford mm-hmm. so I think you know this I think this game potentially there's nothing really between these teams um, if I'm to put my head on the line I'm going to give the nod ever so slightly to down on this one I am the executioner is ready to have your head on that yeah, block so that's who, okay. you're giving it to I down I give it to down by the skin of their teeth and only it's because it's a it's a home game for them very marginal right Wexford versus Offaly it's a home game for Wexford there's no times or venues by the way on any of these matches either um, so we can't give you any updates so all I can say to you is keep an eye on camogie.ie for the up to date latest fixtures when they are announced but who's going to come away with this victory? <laughs> I think you're looking definitely at a Wexford victory here quite a comfortable one as well you know for me I think in this Division 1B league you're looking at Washford Wexford Antrim I would have said up to the last weekend's result but I do think that Wexford will come out of victory in that one We're talking about Antrim and Waterford the two of them are meeting this weekend it is in Antrim so Waterford has to make the journey up and it is Team 1 versus Team 2 in the table currently with Antrim sitting in second place on 7 points so potentially the two of these could be in a Division 1B league final later on in the year as well but for the time being are both teams going to show their hand and try and win this game or are they going to be tentative thinking that they may be meeting one another later on how do you see it going? Well like I think when you put it for Antrim I think that draw against Offaly at the weekend they do really kind of need to push on and win you know, well, they, you're right. I mean, Wexford has probably been disingenuous to Wexford, but I mean, mm. Wexford is sitting in third place on six points, only a point behind Antrim. Yeah. So, yeah, you're like, right on I that think, one. Like, I think Antrim are going to have to probably show their their full deck here, if if I'm honest. And I think Washford, I think Washford are going to show it anyway. I just think that Washford are literally just going to go out and they're going to want to win every single game. Well, it's momentum for them yeah, and it's carrying them exactly. forward as well. Now it is a big task having to go up to Antrim again. Not an easy place to go up and as for we a victory. know, lads. Exactly. It's tough. It is tough. But I do think you're looking at the current form at the moment and there looks like there's nobody stopping Washford. So you would have to give that to Washford, I think. Okay, so you're going with uh, victories for Down, Wexford and Antrum. Waterford. No, sorry, Waterford. I put it the other way around. Sorry, yes, you're dead right. Waterford, see, I, long day again. Right, so down Wexford and Waterford, uh, which if that's the case then would have Waterford uh, on top of the table. Wexford overtaking Antrim uh, and down um, in staying in four place then on that one as well. Currently, as we said, Waterford on top with nine, Antrim seven, Wexford six, 
down three Offaly one and Limerick at the foot of the table currently with no wins from three games right we're going to move on to Division 2A uh, and there was two games played in this division at the weekend one of them was Meath versus West Meath and it was on in Meath and Meath came away with a handy enough victory one has to say 213 to 1-6 in mm. this game did you see this one coming that way? I can't even remember who I picked last week. You did pick Meath to win oh, as far as I know, yeah. Um, I don't think I'd have probably thought that much of a scoreline in it, if I'm honest, which I kind of would have maybe thought it would have been a lot tighter. But Meath are going very well at the moment. Um, you know, obviously they lost to Kerry the previous week. They're obviously not going to be too happy with that. But I think, you know, they're after certainly finding their groove again. And, you know, West Meath and Meath, what rivalry there you're going to find. You know, it's brilliant to see. But, you know, West Meath, you know, they, they, they kind of seem to be, you know a little bit struggling at the moment they have three they've a draw they've drew a carry the first day, uh, first day out they lost to Derry and now a loss to Mead so like they're certainly really not motoring well at the moment but a, a, overall a good result for Mead out of all the teams in Division 2A I am highly impressed with Kerry yeah have to say I mean another good victory for him at the weekend 1-11 to 1-2 and that's putting him nicely at the top of the table where let's be fair and no disrespect to Kerry we probably wouldn't have had Kerry at the top of the Division 2A table before the league commenced but they are there and yeah. they are on merit yeah they certainly are and I think do you know what it's terrible because we probably write them off because you probably look at Kerry thinking that they're a football county it would be like Kilkenny in playing football like if they're at the top of the table people probably get a shock like because you know we are predominantly a hurling Camogie County and I think this is why it's nearly a shock but you look at it last year Kerry had a fine run in their in their championship last year they had a fine run in their league as well so like you know the club champions the club cha- are going yeah, well you know, down like, there so you know Kerry are certainly they're working very hard and as we mentioned last week as well it's absolutely phenomenal and great to see them actually play, playing in a Fitzgerald Stadium in Killarney Brilliant. I think it's really promoting Camogie and Kerry phenomenally and I know Paula would be absolutely delighted with it She'd be waxing lyrical about oh, it we, we wouldn't be able to shut her up about no, it and no. in fairness we shouldn't either because Kerry are going very very well but there is games in Division 2A this weekend as well the first of them is Westmeath versus Leash who had a boy uh, last weekend uh, because if I'm not mistaken that game was actually postponed due to the bereavement of um, Adam Kerwin so we want to send our sympathies as well to uh, Leash GAA to uh, Leash Camogie um, and everyone involved there and to his uh, players um, and colleagues as well below in uh, Mary Eye uh, who he was part of the team with down there so uh, tragic uh, Circumstances there, but yeah, our sympathies to everybody. But they have a tough day against Westmeath coming up, or do they? <laughs> it's a tough one. Both of them are sitting at the bottom of that table there, and you know, they they certainly need. I think Leash probably need the victory more so than than Westmeath at this stage. But it's going to be a tough one, I suppose. When you look at it. Like I'd love to see I would love to see Leash getting a good victory on it but I just don't know I just think Westmead could end up I think Westmead could end up pulling this one out of the bag I think it's going to be a tight affair this one I think both teams there's an awful lot of riding on this on this particular game so it'll be very interesting to see how it goes down so I'll slightly give the nod to Westmead OK so you're giving Westmead the nod on this one OK the next game up then is Derry and Kerry 
one end of the country to the other all the way now don't know whether this is going to be a halfway venue or not surely, yet surely well it, is. it depends I mean we're always saying that promoting the sport is the same with people travelling down to Kerry etc yeah. the same as teams travelling up to Antrim or to Dowan it's good for the home sides as well but the, we'll have to wait and see if it is in Derry if it's in Derry who do you think is going to come away with the victory if it's in Derry it'll be a Derry victory if it's a halfway venue Man, don't don't have silence on me here now. Um, it's gonna be a tough one. I, I, I mean, think, they are one and two on the table as yeah, well. So I mean, like I think it's going to be. I, do, I I just feel like if it goes to if it is a dairy venue, I think Derry will come out of it. But I do think that if Kerry can bring get Derry out of Derry, they could slightly come away with it. It's going. To, I think that's going to be a brilliant game. That's going to be probably the game of the weekend. In my opinion, that and the Waterford Antrim game. I think they certainly are the two games that I'll be looking forward to most. Right. Okay. So we're giving it to Jerry ever so slightly. Right. Yeah. Cavan and Meath. This one is a home game for Cavan. Yeah. Listen. I think it's Cavan's game. Cavan you know being up in this division for the first time I think they're listen they may not be winning the games um, you know they had well they had a sorry they had a victory against Leash they do have one game they have, one, yeah, yeah they have a victory against Leash they're throwing up decent scores as well mm-hmm. Kerry are obviously an outstanding team 111 to 1-2 they still you know they still conceded the goal Kerry still conceded a goal still to Cavan I think um, but I think when you're looking at this I think Mead would probably have the stronger the stronger panel to really push themselves over this I would be expecting a decent sized victory for for me than it. I don't think it's going by by any means they're going to it's going to be an onslaught, but I would be expecting me to come out with a victory there. Right, okie dokies. Um yeah, the game that was postponed was Leash and Derry because I just see it there now that it's to be uh, confirmed later on at a later date. So the division two A tables then as we said sees Kerry on top with seven points from three games. Derry then in second place with six points from two games. Uh Meath in third, they have three games played with six points. Cavan in fourth with three points from three games played. Uh Westmeath with that solitary point and Leash uh, have two games played and they are at the bottom of the Division 2A table. Right, we had one game already uh, previewed in the Division 2B and you heard from Eva Lanigan earlier on about uh, Tipperary's loss to Kilkenny. Ron Button and he having a very good win there against Tipperary the other game in that uh, group Anya was Wexford and Galway and Wexford came away with a four point victory away to Galway 113 to 19 that is a very good result to be fair for Wexford yeah a massive result there for Wexford and I think you know they'll certainly be be pushing themselves on with that and having to go to Galway I suppose playing Galway in their own backyard you can imagine that there was going to be an amount of support there for uh, Galway so yeah really really good result for Wexford so it'll be interesting to see you know their next game up there now against Kilkenny in two weeks time um, in Wexford you know that's going to be another test for Kilkenny too yeah it certainly will right uh, we're going to move off the games because we said we'll preview them once uh, next week but as we said the table has Kilkenny sitting at the top with 6 points uh, Cork with 3 Wexford with 3 Galway uh, on no points and Tipperary on no points either um, so that concludes all of the National League games that was on at the weekend we had a couple of more matches on as well obviously we heard from Aoife so the Loretto going to be out in their mm-hmm. All-Ireland Junior Final at the weekend 
a bit strange the junior and the senior A both of the same schools competing mm-hmm. in it like you have Loretta playing Mahara again yeah um, do you know anything about the, the junior team have you been following them it's the only kind of it's the only information I know about the Loretta junior team is the Tullerungas that are involved in it if I'm honest um, but listen again a massive massive history in the massive history in the school there and you know to do the double would be absolutely fantastic for them as well and they are going to be pushing themselves hard I think it's going to be um, another excellent game I would be hope I really really would love to see Loretto do the double on this you know it's great to have a Tullerone woman Kira Dunn captain in the team as well so you know it will be absolutely brilliant to see that happening obviously Mara are going to be coming down they're going to probably have an awful lot of players that were overlapping on their senior panel as well that will be playing on their junior panel and they certainly are going to be hurt and you know they've had two weeks to maybe kind of get the, get themselves together and you know they're preparing for an All-Ireland final as well and you know it's a huge it's a huge achievement for both schools to really be doing the double but it would be absolutely brilliant for Loretto to win it Exactly well there was obviously another big game on at the weekend as well and that was played yesterday above in the GA National Games Development Centre in Abbottstown in Dublin where Kilkenny were taking part in the Minor A Championship final against Dublin and Kilkenny only went and won it by 3.15 to 112 and I am delighted that I'm going to be joined on the line here now by the Kilkenny Minor Manager Mike Wall Mike good evening good sir how are you this evening? How's it going, man? Very well now. As I said, you had a very good victory there over Dublin in the Leinster minor final yesterday. Uh, it was nip and tuck there, but you certainly went away with the last 10 minutes and put the, the game to bed. But uh, Dublin certainly put it up to you for periods of that game. Nonetheless, though, it's still a very impressive victory for yourselves. Oh, yeah. Look, Mark, it was exactly what we wanted. Um, you know, number one, the first, uh, the main objective going up to Dublin yesterday was to come back with a cup. It's been a long time since back-to-back minors have been done in Kilkenny and where it's not going to be the be-all and end-all and it definitely won't define our season. But, you know, for the development of the players, it's good. It's, it's that big game atmosphere. It's big game feeling. Um, the stand was full in Abbottstown yesterday. It was a brilliantly run day. Violence to come over here. I have to say that. Um the pitch, is, the pitch is second to none. It's, a, it's an absolutely massive pitch. Um, and I, I think the girls, you know, couldn't get over the, the size of it. And um, look, it, it was great because, again, beautiful day, um, perfect conditions. Well, they have a wind in it, all right, that we have to play against. But look, I suppose what we wanted to do is obviously come away with the victory. But, you know, I don't think anyone at this stage of the season, before the championship gets starts, I don't think anybody wants to go up there and put in a perfect performance that you don't have anything to work on ahead of our championship. So in that way, we definitely have, have stuff to work on without a shadow of a doubt. So, but we're happy, we're happy with the way things went yesterday. We're delighted that them girls got that length of level. Um, a few of them would have one from last year and a few would actually have a, a B medal from last year. So it's a, it's a great, great start to be a farm. A little bit disappointing that the B team unfortunately wasn't able to make the final. It would be nice to have the two teams in Abbottstown yesterday competing. But that meant that you had a huge panel then obviously to be able to pick from 49 girls in total, which was probably a bit of a nightmare um, to be able to whittle the panel down. But that's exactly unfortunately now what you have to do because, as you say, the Leinster Championship is done first before the All-Ireland Series that's starting this weekend coming with a game against Tipperary so I guess the Leinster Championship is good preparation Mick because otherwise you'd be going around looking for challenge matches and as you know yourself 
you don't always get a good challenge game before a championship uh, game or commences or before a championship starts but certainly the Leinster Championship have given you two very good games in the run-up to the Tipperary game. Ah, it is, Martin. And, and again, it, it, it was um, it's very, it was a very good move. It's a move that's probably been t- talked about for years. Was um, you know, I, I, I thought myself, um, you know, playing the Leinster Championship after the All Ireland series in, at, 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 in the minor grade every year was probably diluting it. Now I know there's fixture congestions and all like that, but this year it actually worked out very well. And you know, it may, uh, if you ask me, I think it makes the Leinster Championship a little bit more prestigious. Um, it does, like, as I said, with the challenge matches and all, the girls yesterday were extremely nervous. You know, you can't be competitive actions. Even when we played Offaly in Thomastown, and that's no disrespect to Offaly, but again, it was our first game that had any meaning like that. You know, if we lose, we're gone, we're out of Leinster. Um, so, you know, yesterday, going up, Leinster final, um, you know, I think I think actually only only two of those girls that played yesterday that, that started yesterday actually had started in the Leinster final last year, so it's a completely new team. So they would have been nervous, and they were nervous to start, but like they they, they grew into the game as time went on, and um, like we were extremely happy now as a management team and how they performed forwards but played very very well and Rachel Dowling picked up player of the match but you had uh, great displays from all over the field I mean Lauren Ronan was getting two goals uh, I think uh, Katie Brennan got the third goal as well but you were getting lots of scores as well from different players it wasn't just one or two players you had a great mix which will certainly bowl well for you when you're going into the championship that you're not dependent on just one or two to be getting the scores at any given stage you know any one of six to eight, maybe even ten players will be able to get a score for you. Yeah, we'd be, we'd be hoping so, Martin. Like, um, both our midfielders yesterday got on the score sheet from play as well. So, uh, you know, that's good. And obviously, um, you know, just the three, the, the, the three subs that came out yesterday, Root, Giridon and Louise Hickey. Louise Hickey is only just back from a, from a knee injury, so it was nice to get, even though, albeit it was only a small bit of game time, it was nice to get a game time into Louise as a bit of a reward for um, the hard slog she's put in to get herself back right, so like, she'll she'll definitely be in contention for for our our championship games as will a lot of the rest of the panel, if not all the panel, because we did we did make that promise to him at the start of the year. Like you know, I, where it was extremely disappointing that the B team um, didn't um, get to the Leinster final, but even if they did, that their season or the season for for that for that team or the girls on that panel was over yesterday so it would have been over now so we're still in the same situation and like we have said to the girls that you know if, if everyone pushes themselves and everyone keeps the standards up and all we have no we never had any um, um, want or desire to, to start cutting panels or anything like that obviously on game day we will but the response to the girls um, was, was super like you know as I said going back to the B game we were very disappointed I know the girls are very disappointed again uh, on the day could have absolutely no fault Mead and they showed it yesterday by winning it but Mead were the better better team on the day but uh, it was a kind of a flat performance by us but we had an in-house game the following Sunday and you know the girls showed really and truly that in, in my opinion it really just was an off day for us so like we've a, we we have we have a great panel of players there, and I'd like to think, and I know all the rest of the management team is the very same that any one of those can be called on at any given day.
Yeah, well, it certainly can be. And as we said, the All-Earn series is now starting on Sunday uh, against uh, Tipperary. So not much time left to prepare, but it'll be a busy week nonetheless to try and get that first win under the belt in the Round Robin series because there's not too many matches in the Round Robin to get into the All-Earn semi-final. No, it's not, and it's, there's, there's six teams and the top four qualify. So look, we're, we're just taking it game by game. We have Tipperary first. The way trip to Galway, which is going to which is going to pause, you know, its own its own troubles even before we get there. And logistically, where you know where will we be brought and all the following week, we're away to Waterford. That shouldn't be too hard to get that. But um, and then then we've Cork at home. Um, so like you know we've and then we have a break before we play Dublin again. So like there's not like we're we're again we're not going to panic if. Um, if things don't go our way in the first game or two because we can still make it back up but we're certainly we're not looking at winning all five or winning four or five or winning three or anything like that we're, we said we're going to take it game by game concentrate on Tipperary first try to get over the line try to get points on the table against them and then we'll move on and we'll think about Galway then yeah exactly well they will come thick and fast right Mike unfortunately I have to leave it there at the moment but thank you as always for joining us here on Come On Kind congratulations to you your management team and the girls on a fantastic victory and no doubt that we'll be looking forward to following your progress right through the Electric Ireland Minor Championship this year as I said kicks off on Sunday so we'll be giving updates of that right throughout the podcast over the coming season so the very best of luck to yourself and all the team in the all Ireland series Perfect. That was Mike Wall, the minor manager there, having a chat with us. Right, time has got away on me. I was meant to have uh, a chat with Peter Chapclear before he went training. And as always, when you're sitting in front of the computer at either the podcast or even doing the live shows, uh, time, don't ask me where it goes, but it does fly away from you. Right, Anya, we're going to jump back a small little bit to the National Leagues because obviously Chap is managing Carlo. So we're we're going to stick with the 3A division um, and Carlo had a game against Louth at the weekend uh, a victory for Carlo 217 to 4 points uh, Roscommon was the other game that was in that Roscommon beating Wicklow 516 to 4 points as well so good victories for Carlo and for Roscommon and both of those teams will now play another uh, next in the in the league itself uh, and just by virtue of score difference uh, Roscommon is on top of the table Yeah but uh, you know what a great result there for Carlo in, in their first day out and I suppose Carlo would be really looking that they'll want to um, you know win out the league at this division and push themselves back up you know they would obviously set a very high standard for themselves and you know I think you know Chaplier going in there I think he's definitely you know going to be a serious addition to that management team and I think he's going to have everything that really Carlo, Camo- Carlo Camogie has needed and you know what a way to start to 17 to 4 points and certainly you know going up to Roscommon I will be fancying Carlo to come out with a victory in that game as well uh, They're actually at home oh, in it, surprisingly enough yeah. so um, does that change your mind when no. it comes to victories they should be no. able to do it? No no I definitely think that they should be able to they should be able to come out with a victory in that I think you know Carlo will really push themselves to the limits and to be nice to get some sort of silverware so early on the year to kind of rebuild the confidence back into that Carlo group 
Okay, well, let's look at the format here. There's two groups of four, which obviously there is because there's group one and there's group two. Carlo is in group two. Uh, so the top two teams in each division uh, will go to the division three semi-finals with the bottom two in each group going to the division four semi-finals. Uh, to be fair, I don't think Carlo is going to have to worry about going into the division four yeah. semi-finals, but they can certainly, um, and I know it's only one game in, be pushing to get up into uh, promotion. And the winners actually get gets promoted to 2A so you know the likes of Kerry and Cavan that we've seen there up in 2A so it would be great to have Carlo up to a Mm -hmm. higher grade and participating as well Uh, we obviously have a connection from Kikenny in uh, Roscommon as well because the former county secretary Theresa Rowe is she wasn't the county secretary no she was on the fixtures on the finance committee she was on the finance committee I thought she was the county secretary at one stage you see but anyway Theresa apologies if you're listening but you're you were probably doing so much work you were near the county secretary at that stage anyway but yes Teresa is involved in Roscommon and no doubt that she will be making a trip to Carlo uh, this coming weekend so you fancy Carlo to beat Roscommon this weekend then in that game yeah absolutely I think so and you know I think it would be great I think they do deserve to be actually um, back up in division in division two as well like I think you know uh, obviously they they're not going to settle with playing down in division three and you know they want to be up there they want to be up there with the Kilkenny's you know the inter- Kilkenny intermediate team like that's a standard that they've set for themselves so I certainly would be hoping that Carlo can really push themselves to the limits in the league this year another team involved in it is Kildare and Aramah as well that would be pushing Armagh has been in the yeah. junior Premier Junior final with a number of uh, years uh, and they've been beaten in it Wexford was the last team to beat them in it um, Kildare weren't going so well but the two of them are at the top of the table as well Kildare uh, and Armagh and they will play one another uh, on this weekend coming and it's obviously going to be part of a football game because I see that game is down for half 11 start in the morning uh, just like our own game with Cork is uh, in two weeks time so it's an early start for Aramah but who do you see coming out of this one can Kildare keep the momentum going and stay top of the table do you know what like I think it's definitely going to be you know it's going to be a humdinger of a game but I think when you look at Aramah I just think that they have this experience when it comes down okay obviously they didn't win the All-Ireland final last year and you know they have been beaten in a couple of them but I do think that they should have the experience to really push themselves and I think you know very similar to Carlo I think they obviously set high standards for themselves and they will want to up the division as well I know we're only what one game in already in this group but if mm-hmm. I was to push you uh, to put your head on the block straight away and out of four teams to come out of those two groups who do you think is going to win the Division 3 title? Oh God that's like a loaded question there Martin um, Well I mean we know that Kildare is there Armagh is there I mean Roscommon go well Carlo is going well as well No disrespect to any of the other counties That's there um, at the minute But I mean you're probably looking at them four teams To be in the semi-final So out of them four teams Which of them has the most potential To come away with the victory To get promotion <laughs> I think it's going to come down To between Carlo and Armagh If I'm honest and I'd love to see Carlo push on no, yeah, well, we'd all like to see Carlo push on and that's the, the main reason I was hoping to get Chap on as well to talk mm. about his uh, game at the weekend but as I said time eluded me and he's actually at training uh, at the minute now but look we'll try and catch up with him next week I'm after sending him a message to apologise because as I said I really don't know where the time does fly with it but right so you're going for either Carlo or Matt to come out of there Carlo going to beat Roscommon at the weekend and they will get promotion right I forgot all about uh, that uh, Division 3A because you think that Carlo is 
is up a small little bit and you forget about them. Um, not intentionally didn't mean to but anyway right um, before I move on we are talking about the minor uh, and I caught up with the player of the match from the Leinster final and I know I'm jumping from Billy to Jack here now at the minute but we will be discussing minor in more detail for the All-Ireland Minor Championship Mm -hmm. which is coming up at the weekend but here's what Rachel had to say to me after the final whistle yesterday in Abbottstown after she was awarded player of the match Rachel Dowlin, congratulations. What a fantastic year for you, winning the All-Ireland Schools title with the Loretto, and now you've won the Leinster Minor A title as well with Kilkenny. Not only that, you came away with player of the match. Congratulations. Thanks very much, Martin. Yeah, it's been a good start to the year, all right, but there's there's more there's more to hopefully come. Um, this is kind of just a building block for the start of the year, really, and um, we've tipped next week, so it's kind of back down to business now. We'll enjoy it tonight. And, Go back to business tomorrow. Congratulations. Thanks very much. What was it like playing here in the National Games Development Centre here in Abbottstown? Facility seems to be world class. The pitch out there looked immaculate as well. Was it easy to play on it? Oh God, yeah, it was. You have no excuses for not picking the ball or anything. It was unreal. Like compared, like I don't know how they keep the pitch in this good of condition during the winter. Like it was brilliant. And it was unreal to play on it. Really. You have a huge bunch or great spirit, I should say. There with a big bunch of girls. The panel is huge at the minute. What's competition like for place? especially in the lead up coming up to big matches like today yeah it's huge like you have one bad game like you're on you're on the ropes really like there's no there's no room for kind of a alright game or anything like everyone there all 48 people are just pushing each other and it's really good like because it's a it's a good way to be really I suppose so come here what's your mother and father feeding you because you scored a free out here on your own 65 metre line that some fellas wouldn't even put the ball over the bar it was absolutely phenomenal coming away with six points as well unbelievable individual display from yourself ah oh, well the win now helped me with that one I don't know can I take um, there was a bit of a strong win so it was I don't know it was a bit of a Hail Mary kind of shot but um, no look it was well, whether it's a Hail Mary or not the Mary worked <laughs> oh yeah I did yeah <laughs> anyway I'll let you go celebrate with the thanks team congratulations and well you. done thanks very much Hail Mary I thought you only got them in NFL but they certainly worked at the weekend that was Rachel Dowling speaking with me and a very deserved player of the match and she received her player of the match from Camogie Royalty with former Ord's Durahor Sheila Wallace and Leinster Vice President making the presentation as well Sheila is one of the most nicest people that you could ever meet I have to say um, and it's always a pleasure to be in her company uh, whenever that we do meet her herself and Fizzles Breslin I can't forget poor Phyllis uh, the ear Oakteron of coming Camogie there as well both two Dublin staunch Dublin uh, women they were in Parnell Park as well on Saturday we didn't catch up with them unfortunately but uh, no doubt the next day we are in Dublin or at a Leinster uh, game anywhere and there'll certainly be a convention we will catch up with them talking about catching up it's time to catch up with the Electric Miner the newly named Electric Miner A All-Ireland Championship that is beginning this weekend and as we said already Kilkenny are taking on Tipperary it's a home game against Tipperary so good momentum for the Miners going into this can they keep it up and beat Tipperary on home soil yeah like I think certainly the Leinster final was um, a good practice run for Mick Wall and his squad there for the All-Ireland Championship um and I know we probably spoke about it last year but we also do have the All-Ireland Junior final on as well on Saturday we had the same issue it was yeah. actually the other senior final the last day where it went to extra time mm. and it went to 45s and the players were absolutely wrecked yeah. coming out of it um, and then they had to turn around and play in a minor championship game the following week but unfortunately that's the way things are at the minute and things are going to be the same at the weekend mm-hmm. Um 
it'll be the same for Galway yeah. uh, when they play Waterford it won't be for Tipperary but there's no Munster Championship before the All-Ireland Series kicks off that's played at a later time so I know Tipperary has probably been looking for challenge games you can't be competitive games no. so can those couple of competitive games Kilkenny have give them the edge over Tip? Yeah I think so um I would be expecting Kilkenny to come out with a victory in uh, this weekend but I suppose when you look at it down through the years Tipperary always have really good strong minor teams and you know they certainly uh, are pushing themselves and whatever it is that just you know it just takes them that little bit longer I suppose to breed into the intermediate and senior squads or whatever the case may be but yeah I would be expecting Kilkenny to come out with a victory in this especially a home match as well you know to be to be great and I think with the amount of players that we've had involved with Loretto and Clash Down Ree and you know obviously the minor Leinster title win the uh, last weekend too and you know we're going to have obviously girls involved with Loretto and the junior All-Ireland as well this weekend I do think that the, the Kilkenny girls are probably have been playing a lot more competitive games yeah. this year than Tipperary would um, you know in the schools competition so yeah you should I would be expecting a Kilkenny victory anyway OK well we have Dublin and Cork uh, as the first game is down here Um Dublin struggled uh, at minor level with a wine. They have a very good minor team this year. They really pushed it to Kilkenny um, up to that last 10 minutes where Kilkenny pushed away from them. But they're playing a very nice style of Camogie. But they're coming up against Cork and we know all about mm-hmm. the exploits of Cork because uh, we play them, we beat them in the All-Ireland Final a couple of years ago. They've been there, thereabouts, knocking on the door for minor uh, finals um, over the last couple of years. So who do you see coming away with this one? I think think you'd really have to look seriously at Cork there again something very very similar to to Tipperary they always have a really good strong minor team and you know they're always there thereabouts when it comes to the latter stages and I suppose when you kind of look at it it's nearly Kilkenny Cork Galway at minor level just as it is nearly at senior level but yeah I would be expecting Cork to come out with a victory in that one too Okay the other one is Galway and Waterford so it's an away game for Waterford home game for Galway obviously they're going to have the same uh, no sure it's not as Mahara is the problem not with Galway yeah sure that's uh, completely different I was thinking of the Prez up there but um, yeah so how do you see this one going between Galway and Waterford I think you're looking at a Galway victory there too um, again I think you know the Galway schools will probably be have will have probably had girls who've been playing a lot more competitive games as well um, throughout the last couple of weeks with their teams in the All-Ireland school semi-finals and I think that's well, really actually Waterford has as well because they've had St. Declan's and a couple more of them involved in mm. Munster colleges etc so it might be a bit closer than we think yeah, potentially, but I still think we're going to see a Galway victory. <laughs> well, there's a bit of a, a dilemma in, well, I won't say it's a dilemma, there's t- changes afoot in it because there's six teams involved in this, so everyone is going to play one another. There's mm. five games in this uh, group with the top four teams going into the All-Ireland semi-final. So, albeit if you get a bad result the first day out, it's not season over, yeah. you still have a chance to do it. And the Round Robin series, and I know we give out that there's probably more matches in it, but it's probably the fairest way of doing it rather than having two groups of three playing only two games Mm. and then you're trying and you're worrying after a bad result after the first day this gives teams an opportunity at least to play to their potential and if they have one bad result it's not season over they can always come back from it No certainly not like and I think it's it's given girls a lot more exposure to inter-county season and to an inter-county team as well like you know you can't just have this thing of going in playing two games and good luck see you later the season is done whereas this it's it's giving the management team more exposure to the players that are around them they're getting a lot more opportunities and 
know what it's actually making the minor championship worthwhile than I suppose to having two games like I suppose listen for the team that goes on to win all Ireland or get to an all Ireland final they're obviously going to have more well, games it is a prestigious competition it is but the minor has always been you know I think the minor has always been that competition whereas if you can win a minor all Ireland with your county it kind of it's nearly the, the stepping stone to head into adult level and it starts the development for adult level there and you know it, it can only make you stronger so like you know certainly and I think that's why realistically over the last couple of years we have been probably seeing the likes of Kilkenny Galway Cork dominating at the minor level and look it's transpired that into adult levels adult level as well where there seem to be the three top teams Well look we're going to move on to the minor B championship as well because obviously Carlo is taking part in the minor B and it's the uh, the very same in that there's six teams in the group there's Carlo, Derry, Kildare, Leash, Roscommon and Westmeath the play five matches in the top four teams go into the semi-final we know Carlo haven't been particularly too uh, well going with them they have um, a game against Derry uh, at the weekend and it's away to Derry as well so it's not an easy start for our neighbours up there to get a a win on the board but still nevertheless it's not impossible you Mm -hmm. know if they can play well uh, we don't know too much about Derry at that age group when it comes to it Um, but look we're hoping that Carlo can do well this year in the underage and the adult competitions Mm -hmm. as well Um, but yeah it's going to be a tough task from first day out against Derry yeah certainly is it's it's having to just you know travel the whole way up to Derry I suppose like it's quite I suppose it's like any team I suppose when you have to travel away from home you can kind of maybe get that little bit of a hostile feeling really when it, when it does happen because like obviously the home sport is going to be around you if the game was you know only over the road yeah you probably would have a following you probably would have a bigger following that would go to it but like when teams have to travel up the north or when the north teams have to travel down the, down the south or whatever the case may be there doesn't seem there doesn't always seem to be a massive following because of the, the distance I have to say that when the the teams the likes of Antrims Jerry's Aramaz etc come and they travel down this direction the support is far greater than if it was the other way around yeah. and the teams from here were actually travelling up to play the teams mm. if it was a home venue for uh, our northern counterparts up there as well um, and the north teams were always formidable in supporting their own and the the players as well because I even was doing um, a game last week or last year uh, I was assessing one of the referees and it was a a minor match and it was between Kerry and Armagh Mm. and so played in Bannerhur Mm-hmm. and the majority of the support that was there was Arma, and they yeah. made great noise it was brilliant um, and they're lovely people as well I have to say always great um, supporters uh, so look tough for Carlo but we'll keep an eye on it anyway and see how they progress through the minor B championship um, yesterday there was wins for Westmeath in the Leinster final they had a very good win over Kildare and they are going to renew rivalries this weekend as well in the first round of the All-Ireland series the game went to extra time yesterday so if it's anything yeah to go by that is certainly going to be a belter of a game Leash on the other hand had a disappointing result with Meath coming away with a victory uh, there in that one yesterday and Offaly had a very good win over Wexford in the minor A uh, Shield final as well Um, so we didn't actually get to them because they are in the uh, minor A Shield competition Um, so look lots of matches to be played Mm -hmm. because we know Clare um, Antrim Meath Wexford Limerick and Offaly are all taking part in the Shield All-Ireland competition so look we will keep everyone um, up to date with all of the minor action all of the results and we will be following Kilkenny and Carl-
Carlo teams on the Come On Kind podcast in particular to see uh, how well they can progress through their respective championships uh, over the next couple of months including the Leinster Championships and the All-Ireland Senior Intermediate and Premier Junior competitions as well right I think we've had enough uh, done for this evening. I know I certainly have. It's been a very long day here today, a very busy day, but it's been productive. My thanks as always to everyone who helps us to produce the podcast, to Anya and Lillian here in studio, to Ken in the background who looks after everything for us, my guests this evening, uh, to Mike Wall for coming on and discussing things with the minors and especially to our players and management team who talk to us after games as well um, at the weekend. So... I don't know what you're, what are you saying to me. Uh, oh, Eva, sorry, I forgot Eva. Yes, Eva on the phone as well. You see, my head has really gone with it today. But yes, thank you, Eva, for coming on with us uh, as well to discuss the intermediate um, match. So, look, that is it from ourselves here in uh, the KCLR studios this evening with Come On Kind. It is episode number five. God, it's hard to believe we're on episode five already. I and mean, you think that the year is only starting. It's going to be a long year ahead. It's going to be a very productive year for everyone. But until next week, when we chat to you about all things Camogie, mind yourselves, enjoy the matches over the weekend, and we will talk to you again next week. Bye. Bye. This is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahmi. Oh,